Ladies and gentlemen, good evening boxing and MMA fans from around the world. Introducing from Bassett, California, the third man in the ring, Popeye Ray. All right, guys, welcome to Third Man in the Ring. I'm your host, Popeye Ray. Today I have an awesome guest, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm starstruck. This, this man gave us great fights. Five divisions. He, he was a world champion, guys. Today we're going to hear about how he grew up, where he grew up, his ups and downs in life, his financial. Uh, I, I hear he's doing well. Uh, just his testimony, but I want you guys to give him a warm third man in the ring welcome, Mikey Garcia. Thanks, Ray. Thank you, Mikey, for you. coming on, bro. Man, I'm, it. I'm, <laughs> as many times as I've seen you fight, now we're actually talking, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And you fans know all the great fights that, that Mikey, you have done. Oh, thanks, thanks. So real quick, we, we heard from Robert, yeah. your big brother. But you tell, you know, we want to hear from your side. How did you grow up? Where did you grow up? Oh, man. Look, it's, you know, growing up in a boxing family, yeah. You know, uh, my dad loved the sport. Mr. Garcia, you know, and, mad and respect for him. Thank you. And so, growing up, you know, he loved the sport so much that he got my older brothers, Danny, yes. first Danny and Robert, in boxing. Um, so I grew up watching them, watching them go to the gym, spending the afternoons, you know, in, in the gym with them sometimes after school, yeah. things like that. Um, I do remember watching a lot of the pay-per-view shows, doing the carne asada, you know, get the family together. Um, and you know most dinner conversations revolved around boxing, boxing yeah. my dad was in charge of the amateur program there in la colonia in oxnard my brother was was boxing amateur fernando vargas también you know yeah. and, and and the crew and you guys are kind of tight yeah we're very huh? close we're very close with, with fernando um you know it's, it's like, like another like fighters an, out there yeah too right well, well my brother my, my dad had the the gym right so yeah. he had a lot of a lot of fighters that were coming out of oxnard by my dad's you know training Fernando being the biggest, the yeah, biggest one to accomplish the most. And name. your brother, and your my brother, brother Robert. Um, but he had a lot of other fighters as well, and I, I grew up watching them. You know, they were a lot of a couple years older than me, but I, I watched them. I go to the gym. So growing up, you know, it was just kind of natural to be around boxing and learn so much just from watching, just from being at the gym, listening to the conversations. You know, about potential fights, yeah. matchmaking, weight classes. So I, I had a different experience, even though I was not in the moment boxing myself like like as an amateur i just learned from just observing and watching and you know like i said every different conversation had yeah. something to do with boxing but but the rumor is is that you didn't want to box. i never bought i never wanted to. <laughs> that's crazy bro i mean hey fans check that out yeah for a for a, a youngster not to want to box and to, and yeah. i'm telling yeah. you i'm not blowing smoke <laughs> mikey you had some exciting look, thank fights, you but bro. look it's because it's i i just never really I never imagined I'd be a boxer and, 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 you know, try to have a career in boxing. I saw my brothers do it. I saw Robert and Fernando and some of the other guys. And it, it, for me, it was kind of like... Is it fair to say the ugly side? I, I saw... Or what was part, it? Part, of it, part of it is, you know, the, the politics, the, the yeah. business behind it that, you know, sometimes, you know, gets in the way of the fighter and, and the, his career. But I also saw the training that it takes, the dedication, oh, yeah. the discipline. And I mean, I was a kid, so I just didn't really quite 
want that for me. Yeah. Like most kids that start boxing at eight years old, 10 years old, they don't really know what it's like to be yeah. at the high level and training sessions, yeah. training camps and dieting and staying away from family and friends. They don't know that. This is their first time. You know, they're kids, they're amateurs. It's a whole different ball game. They just see but the trophy. They only, no? see only the, they only see the trophies or they see the glamour of the stars yeah. on pay-per-view, on HBO, on Showtime, you know, and you're winning the titles and they think yeah. that's, you know, everything that, yeah. that, that boxing brings. But I got to see the training, the diets, you know, stuff that – I'm like I don't want that for me. I, I didn't I didn't really look forward to that, but you know, <laughs> being you, in the boxing, I just kind of fell did, into it. Did you struggle when you dieted? Were there struggles? Look, there? it's it's more like the discipline that it takes, the dedication that it, that it's required. I mean, you've been around it with you know other fighters that you've seen weigh-ins. Oh yeah, they're they're probably at their weakest point at that moment. They may look all ripped and buff and ready to go. Like me? <laughs> Just like you. All right. But you know that they're yeah. probably hurting inside. Yeah. And and that's what I saw with Robert, with Fernando, and some of the other guys. And I just was not obviously and, attracted to that. You know what? That. That's an ugly look. I don't know if you know, Mikey. I have a son now fighting at uh -huh. weight 35. And, man, he's just... Uh, it's just ugly the way I see him. You, you know? definitely know firsthand what, yeah. what, what he's going through. And so I got to see some of that, right? Yeah. Um, when I started boxing as an amateur, I mean, there's not a whole lot of weight, you know, cut to to you're growing. You're growing, much, so yeah. you you're kind of fluctuating. Then once you start, you know, fighting professional, I was fighting at featherweight, and for a long time I was there, and I was pretty comfortable. Came to the point ten years ago, June 14, 15 of 2013, I fought Juanma Lopez. I failed to make weight on the scale i went through mm. how to try to make weight and i just couldn't my body finally just said that's it I you're done no. you know you're done and i was uh, a, a little under two pounds over i just couldn't do it anymore uh, i passed out dehydrated i was i was like ready to go to the hospital like i was bad yeah um fortunately i was able to hydrate enough to recover and fight i still went through with the fight i won but that was the last time i fought at featherweight i moved up to 130 um and even 130 was still you know a bit yeah. of, a, of, a, of a struggle um over the years then later i moved up in weight class yeah. as my body continued to grow and eventually towards the end of my career i was just fighting you know at a much higher weight class at 147 which i never actually stepped scale at 147 i was always weighing in at 43 and 44 yeah. right around there you could clearly you know, see so. i did my opinion you could clearly see when you fought the spence fight oh yeah you, you were the no, smaller no, no. man I, I was definitely the smaller man but you know, I, I wanted to challenge Still myself. Still good though. I bro. believed, you know, in myself so much. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I, I think every champion, every fighter needs to believe in themselves. Yeah. And you need to feel that you're un unbeatable. You know, that you're invincible. And that's the only way you can challenge yourself. And you got to test yourself. What what good is it to to kind of protect yourself so much? You know, too much. Yeah. You got to take risks once in a while. It's good to be safe about certain things, and especially but especially with the ruthless fans. <laughs> you you stay in that locked weight. They're gonna like ah, he hasn't fought nobody. Exactly. I mean, you never can make you, you them can happy, go. Huh? You can go through through all the yeah. contenders, and th there's always gonna be critics. You yeah, know, yeah. and you know. So so I I wanted to fight, you know, champions and and top champions, undefeated fighters. And I did, you know, you I, did, I, yeah. I I did fight a lot of the, the the champions at the time around my weight class and and around and I mean it was just you know what I wanted to do. I wanted yeah. to give the fans, you know, fights that that they were happy to see. So, tell me if you could just think off the top of your head, Mikey, what was your hardest fight? 
Not necessarily. Uh, I mean, because it's a double double in question. Uh, tell the fans what was your hardest or what fight actually yeah. sticks out. Look, um, throughout my career, when you're when you're in the developmental stage of a fighter, there's going to be some tough tests that the fans will never know about because yeah. they were not highlighted, they were not on TV. But some of these, you know, journeymen that are out there testing you, you know, gatekeeper, yeah, yeah. you know, qualifications like That's that. That's a good way of putting gatekeeper. You yeah. know, you got to get through those tests. Yeah. And some of those fights might ha might even be a little tougher than some of the world title the fights world that you saw fight. me in. I clearly remember this one this one fight at the Palms. Um, it, it was, you know, against a uh, guy. At, he was from Atlanta, Georgia. I can't remember the exact name. I think Jose might have been his name. I'm not sure. But th th this kid, this guy, he was like, you know, he had a couple losses, three, four losses mm -hmm. out of like 16 or 18 fights. I don't know, 15 yeah, fights, yeah. three, four losses, somewhere around there. But he was like on a good like three win streak, four win streak against undefeated fighters. Like, so he came in he confident. Came in confident, right? He was at the at the moment he was a USBA champion. Were you in, at, were you known or at this I, time? No, I was. I probably had like ten fights maybe or something. So I was like I said in the developmental stage of my career. Oh, okay. But you know he came to win. He yeah. came you know confident to win. He put on such a, a tough fight for me. Um, in the second round I dropped him, but he jumps back up and keeps fighting strong. And that that put me in a, in a test where it's like, okay, this guy ain't staying down. Yeah. This guy ain't here to just take a knee or take a loss. He's here to win. He kept fighting all night. Were, and were you telling? I should have ran that extra mile. <laughs> huh, it was. It was. It was. That that happened should, at the, the last round. Like that, you know I mean? The last round. Um, it was like the eighth round or something when when I stunned him at the end of the of the yeah. round. And as I'm walking away, you know, because the bell rang, whatever, I'm going to my corner, and I can tell that he's a little hurt. So I'm like, okay, good thing, you know, I, I got him this time. So the next following round, I really stepped up, you know, the, the, the pace, and I was able to get the stoppage. But that guy was tough. That was one of my, my tougher fights. Um, he sticks out. Because that, that, I know it was tough. It was a, a very close fight, whereas we're both fighting each other. It's very competitive. He was not. What year was this? Uh, this was. This had to be, I think, like maybe 2008. So it might be, it might be on YouTube. Huh? Maybe. It, I know it was on the. On the Claudie versus Ab Judah show. There you go, fans. You, you look Maybe on the look YouTube, at look at the highlights of Mikey. They're all on there. Yeah, you, Man, you, you I'm might telling you, exciting it. fights, bro. Yeah, that, that fight was, was, was tough. But then, you know, fast forward to some of the other, you know, the, the more highlighted yeah. fights. You know, of course, the Errol Spence fight. That was a tough fight for me. Uh, couldn't do anything all night. He was well, just... I mean, in my opinion, and, and I'm not just, and again, I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm not taking anything away from Spence, but it just, you were the smaller man yeah, fighting a big man. It, it, the size definitely made a huge, yeah. huge difference. You know, it's like when you hit that big, big heavy bag. And you can't move it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, look, you can't so move it. A few, a few things that, that, that made the fight go the way they did. Obviously, the height and reach advantages that he has yeah. over me are significant. Um, he's got the southpaw stance, which is very good at managing the time and distance. He's he's able to gauge that very well. He's a very smart fighter. Um, I always said that he reminded me a lot of me in the fact that he doesn't do anything flashy. Nothing's out of this world, but he does everything very, very well, very efficient. Yeah. Controls the distance, controls the, 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 the range, knows when to go on the attack, when to retreat. You know, he's very good at but that. But nobody shoots a one-two like you, bro. <laughs> Thanks. When you... I mean, hey, fans, that, that look was at him. my favorite, my favorite combo. Your, right your one-two, the way yeah, you right step in. Yeah. 
I mean, it's different when you just one, two, but you oh, would you step in, in and then, it, it has more power. Yes. You get more power, you get more leverage behind it. Um, so I, I was always, that was, that some, was of, sweet some of my favorite. But yeah, you favorite had a sweet left hook as well, though. That's a good left hook. Yeah. I, I was very good with my left hand in general. My dad always trained me to, to have a very good left hand because the left hand is, is very important to either your jab, keep a yeah. distance by jabbing or moving your opponent a little bit. Um, you can open up, you know, the guard for for the right hand. You know, after the jab, you come in yeah, with yeah. the right. You can also throw that hook. You know, so it's it's very very good. Well, very I I was watching the Broner fight, and you were throwing some good left hooks, good hooks to the body as well. For the Broner fight, we um, what what that was probably was one of my best at? performances. What weight was that one? One forty. That was my first fight at one forty. That was yeah. at one forty. And he um, was bigger than you. Yeah, too. he's he's naturally you can see his yeah. frame, and he hits hard. He's strong. He's Is fast. He? Yeah. Um. For that fight, I was probably one of, like I said, probably one of my best performances mm -hmm. as far as me being so mentally prepared, physically prepared, motivated, hungry. Uh, I knew what, you know, that fight would do for me. A victory yeah. over Adrian Broner would do for me. So I was super motivated for that fight. And even though he was bigger, I, mean, I could never really hurt him, you know, with, with the punches because I landed some good shots on him. Yeah, you did. But I was never able to hurt him because he is naturally big yeah. and strong, you know. Um my 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 knockouts and you know from from my fights and knockout wins usually all were in the smaller weight class featherweight mm -hmm. you know and junior lightweight and lightweight well even. It, it's almost like chavez senior he would beat you up over over, over the, a longer time over yeah a long time well know? with broner I, I was i kept if you look at the stats for like punch stats yeah. for the fight i kept increasing my punch yes. output and, and connection uh connecting uh percentage over the the the, the, the course of the fight in the last I don't know, maybe three rounds. I picked it up even more. I wanted yeah, to secure yeah. the win, fight this close morning, it, and yeah. just, just really, really, you know, rip it. So, so there's no doubt, you know, who had won, and and you know, we we came out with with a good win. Yeah, and what was your hardest fight as far as yeah. like where you thought maybe? Well, look, besides besides like, the like, Spence, like I said, Spence fight for those reasons. I, I seen your brother tough, stop the fight, you know, and, and you know for, what. I mean, you didn't. You weren't getting beat down. No, you just—he well, was the bigger man. He—he's very, like I said, he's very good fighter. Errol Spence is no, a very no. good fighter, very, very one of the very best. Um, and even though he was winning every round, honestly, I was not getting beat up like you, like yeah, you yeah. said right now. I my I never felt a solid punch that hurt me. Even though he was winning the rounds with volume and punching, but I blocked a lot. I I, I parried a lot of punches, and you know I was I was defending myself. To get through and try to see if I could find some opening, yeah, I just yeah. never, never could. He was always a step faster and quicker, which is better. At one point, my brother and my dad were thinking of stopping the fight, like in the maybe like the ninth, tenth round. I forget. They were considering stopping the fight. Like, hey, like you know, we're not, we're not seeing anything out of you. Like, why yeah. keep going? And I said, I'm, I'm fine. I'm not hurt. Let me, let me just keep going. Maybe who knows? Maybe, yeah, yeah. maybe, maybe I find something. Maybe I catch him. You never know. And, you know, that's just the, the hope and the faith that you have in yourself. So they, they let me go, and we continued the fight. We went all 12 rounds. And even Spence, I think at the probably like the last round, he also kind of noticed that, okay, it's going 12 rounds. So he kind of just let that last round just yeah. kind of go. Yeah. But uh, there was a few rounds where he tried to pick it up. I could feel it, and I still was able to defend. Yeah, so that, great, that was, that was footwork, tough. Right? That was probably, like I said, one of the toughest fights for those reasons. But then before that, like I said, there's a few other fights that, even though they were not as highlighted, um, they were tough, like those, you know, German that I'm talking about. And then I, I looked on, I was looking at the YouTube fights, and and um, you got dropped in one of those fights. I go, I didn't know Mikey's been dropped before. I've been dropped but twice. You, Look, you, you stepped up good and you knocked him out. One of those fights that I got dropped, 
um you, it looked like a straight right hand no no no, no one's no one's even seen it okay so i i lost i sorry i, I got dropped by rocky martinez that's the one you probably seen on on youtube roman rocky martinez from puerto rico Yes, uh, there you go. That's the one. But you end up knocking him out. I knocked, and I stopped him in the like seventh round, eighth round. Viciously but too, bro. Left hook to the body. It was it was a solid shot to the body that I that I dropped him. But he did catch me with a straight little right hand, mm. short right hand. That was in the early round, second round. Okay. And uh, when I I you know got put on my on my ass and I turned back and I winked at my brother. I you know let him know I'm okay. My dad and my brother right there. You know, Pita, my nephew. They're like, oh, you know, watching. I turned around, winked at him, let him know that I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. Got back up, continued. As the fight progressed, I picked up the pace. I started to take control. Finally, seventh round, I, I was able to get so the stoppage. So, as a fighter, when you got dropped, did, did what goes through your mind? I've never been in a big fight like that. Look, you know what I mean? Just a little fear. Like No, look, for, for like, me, I was, I'm one to always visualize my fights. So, okay. I, I replay my fights. Before I step in the ring, I've already fought the fight. Do you study a the fight? Times. I don't study the opponent as that much. I'll watch a couple rounds, two or three rounds from some different fights, mm. and that that's that's all I, 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 I look through. I don't I don't feel like you need to study so much. I mean, you pretty much see. I mean, a quote. I don't know. You know Ben Lira. Yeah, of course. Of he, course. And your dad and yeah, Ben Lira. Very close, but Ben Lira goes. Don't worry about what the other guy's doing. Worry about what yeah, you're doing. So, see, so, so I, I, I'll, I'll see maybe two or three rounds of, of the opponent, and, and that's pretty much all pretty I need to it. see. Um, but what I do do is visualize my fight many, many times, thousand times throughout training camp when I'm about to go to sleep, when I wake up, in the middle of the day. I'm constantly visualizing different scenarios in the fight that I can play out. Good I or bad? Or good and bad. I even visualize myself going down, getting, getting dropped. How am I? How am I gonna react? What am I gonna do? How am I gonna roll over? Or if I fall forward, if I fall back, what am I supposed to do? That way, I'm trained. So when it does happen, I can react comfortably yeah. and not panic. See, you're only afraid of what's around the corner because you don't know what's there. But if you already know what's there, you can go and take that corner without without any fear. So when I go in that ring, and I've already replayed every scenario possible, I already know how to react. I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. I'm not panicking. So. For for instance, when I got dropped, I got dropped on my on my butt, right? Both times. Yeah. Now, some people try to get up right away. Well, you don't know if you might be a little shaky, oh, you know. Okay. And if you do try to get up and can't quite get up, the referee might m yeah. mis mis mistake that for, for you being so hurt. Watch that referee. And they might end up stopping the fight. Yeah. So my whole thing was take a couple of seconds real quick, you know, just take a little breather. Then... Turn around to your side and and then get up. So you, so you're not you're trying. You're that to, guys. You hear fighters. That, that's yeah, that's I mean, some good advice. You gotta, gotta gotta use your head, bro. You know. So I've been dropped so many times. <laughs> ben Lyric called me canvas back corona. <laughs> so you know I'm. Like, hey, I, I remember you telling me a story about Ben and you and when you were trying to box and yeah, I was no, I was trying, I was trying sparring. to do it. He he just goes stop, stop. He goes come here, Ray. And I went back in there with my head. And he goes, are you gonna hit back or not? I'm like. <laughs> I guess you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean that. That's why. Again, I I told your brother Robert back in the day before I was still involved in the barrio a lot. Man, we used to have juntas and yeah. bolos at the hut yeah. to watch your brother fight, Fernando fight. And then as I got, got older, now I'm watching his little yeah, brother yeah, fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's crazy how life works. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, you you've always obviously loved boxing. You know, your whole <clears throat> life, and you're, I'm almost you're still obsessed there. with it. Yeah. Some some guys would have these 
fantasies of of doing, you know, I don't know what, but <laughs> mine was I, I would have been a I would have loved to have been a world champion, you know. Yeah. I just seen that, but and that's why when I'd see you fight, man, I was just, oh, you were yeah. an exciting fighter. It, it was, you know? it was, it was. I think I had a good career. It was a very textbook style of fighting, but at the same time, I was because I had good power. I'm able to give the fans, you know, knockdowns, yeah. knockouts, and make made the fight that much more exciting. And I think that's also why the fans, you know, loved you know watching me fight. Uh, it drew the attention because they. They they knew that it could change in one second, yes, yes. one right hand or a good left hook, and especially changes. A, a real boxing fan knows your opponent. Yeah. Oh man, Mikey's going up against it. Mm -hmm. But when the commentators really pump up that opponent, oh yeah, now everybody like oh now Mikey, everybody. Mikey took 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 yeah. too much out of there. You know, he she, he took uh, he might have bit too much. Too he much, can yeah, he, yeah. he can't chew. You know, yeah, yeah. And then you turn around and knock him yeah. out. Who was uh, was he from Australia? What was he from? Remember you knocked him out with a left hook. He almost oh, turned um, around and you're boss, talking about uh, Dejan. Yes, Latican, yes. he's from Montenegro. Oh yeah, my he was god! A, he, he was the WBC lightweight champion, undefeated, um, and I was challenging for for the title. Um, it was my third division. Were in he, his favor. He, he was favorite. He was the yeah. favorite for that fight. I had been gone for those two and a half years. I had that two and a half year layoff, politics and business oh, okay. promotion kept me away for those two and a half years. When I came back. I came back at lightweight, and I'm trying to fight him for the world title. So the stats, you know, and the the, the odds were in his, you know, favor. And, and Everybody thought you, he was going to be the one. Let me one. ask you that, Mikey. Is there any truth to not being in the ring for that long? Two years? Look, was it two years? It was two and a half years between fights. Thank you to HCC Construction in Ontario, California. Uh, they're a national leader in commercial construction with a proven track record of expertise in cold storage solutions and epoxy flooring. Their team works closely with you to efficiently meet all compliance standards while maintaining budget commitments and completing projects on time. HCC Construction works with Fortune 500 companies and small businesses throughout the country in the areas of steel stud framing, refrigeration panels, dock doors, comprehensive drain systems, fire sprinklers, block walls, and much more. For bids, quotes, or a free con consultation, call 909 626-0214 or visit their website at www.hdconstruction.com. Ralph Sarabia and his wife Jody Sarabia are the founders of Putasos. They started Putasos to reach the veteran community who is currently losing 22 vets a day to suicide. Ralph and his uh, unit 2nd Battalion 5th Marines lost over 15 guys while serving in Iraq. He wanted to share with you that whether you fight physical or mental battles, it ain't over yet. With that said, Butasos has developed high-end boxing gloves that have been approved by State Athletic Commission to be in pro fights. If you want a boxing glove that's inspired by patronism and is battle-tested, check, check them out at butasosfightapparel.com. And just keep in mind that a portion of Butasos proceeds will go to the Semper Fi Fund, which helps wounded warriors. Also, we want to give another shout out to Valley Mission Builders. Valley Mission Builders is a general building company with over three generations of construction experience. They specialize in all phases of home construction, new home building, remodeling, room additions, and ADU and guest units. They can assist with planning and designing to complete 
to complete construction. They've serviced the greater Los Angeles area and Ventura counties, including the San Fernando Valley. Give Valley Mission Builders a call for a free consultation. D is there such thing um, as stale, being stale? Or? If, if I had taken those two and a half years uh, off and I had not been in, in, in the gym training, then I would have seen the, you would have seen the, the rust, the, what everybody yeah, knows yeah. as ring rust. You would definitely have seen it. But during those two and a half years, I was in the gym every day, training, sparring. Um, you would think that I was probably getting ready for a fight. During that time, my brother had just moved out here to Riverside and he had started training some of these young kids, mm -hmm. the Franco, the Tanahara, the Navarro, and Gomez, and a couple other fighters that he had that they were turning pro. So it kind of worked out for me to stay in shape because I kept helping them, training with them, sparring with them, running together. So they were getting ready for their fights, and, and I was helping them by sparring all of them. And that also kept me in shape and, and you know sharp. So when I did come back for my first fight back after that layoff, smooth it was very smooth. It was like a, as if I had never left. So I, I do feel but, that but yet the, that's, that's the, the sports reason. people really emphasize, oh, Mikey Garcia has been out of the ring for two and yeah, a half years. Yeah. And, and, and whether they're trying to hype up the fight or they're really but it, it, it. But it, it was facts. I yeah. was gone. You know, I was not actively fighting for those those two and a half years. If you don't, you don't mind, uh, wh what was that about? The fans it was, it know, was, was the, it? Uh, the contractual politics side contract, of it? Yeah, politics in, in the contracts between the promoter and myself. My belief and my understanding and my contract read that the contract expired February 26th of 2014. And we're in February 2014 and I'm trying to renew the contract. The promoter was trying to hold on to some extension, like a clause uh -oh, uh -oh. that said, and it read that if at time of expiration, um, I, I needed to complete five title defenses. You know, how many did you have at that time? And we had three title fights, not defenses, sorry, title fights. Oh, okay. And so they didn't fight me for the remainder of that, that time. So the WBO ended up, quote-unquote, stripping me from the title. They asked me that I vacate my title because I was not fighting. They Top rank didn't secure a fight for me. So when they didn't secure a fight for me, I lost my title. Now, therefore, what title fights can I offer? What title defenses can oh, I offer? Yeah. So that was the whole you know litigation there it's just that it takes so long to finally go through court and all that and when it finally did, did i was able to walk away but it took two years to get I, there I, I guess you can only speak for yourself but does that make you bitter as a fighter or, um, or you know it's just politics look, it's, it's part of the business i guess you kind of have to just take it um i do understand you know that there there's business involved in boxing yeah. They, the promoters, they're looking after the best interest of their business. Yeah, yeah. You know, they are also trying to make business. Um, and I'm also doing the best for myself. Exactly. And so that's that's the conflict there. You might get into these, you know, you know, bumping heads sometimes. I do feel that I did the right thing. Um, my contract was over. Um, and it wasn't my fault that I vacated the title. They just didn't secure a fight for me. Yeah. In the time frame that I was required to, so I lost the title on their end. So what? What title fights? Title defense yeah, can yeah. I offer if you? It's your own fault that you basically breached contract. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just stuck in the middle. But to get it to the core and get it to the judge, it just took so 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 long. So when you got released from that particular incident, that well, contract, I, ran. I flew. I'm with it, huh? Vamonos. and it's yeah. it's what I want to do. 
I was dictating my career. I was asking for the fights that I wanted to take. You know, I, I had no one else guiding me, management. I was all on me. You know, so so l l tell the fans who was exactly was your trainer. Was it Robert and your dad, or so and, my dad? Is that does that? I mean, I, I've been around. It overlaps. It overlaps. You know, yeah. my my dad started me through throughout my my first you know uh, part of the career. Um, my brother would basically assist my dad at that time. Then when I became world champion in 2013 against Orlando Salido, then my dad finally kind of, he wanted to have that, that I made him, yeah. I, I took him to the first world title. After that, he basically let go and said, okay, now Robert, you take over and I'll assist. But yet, but yet when I go to your, your brother's gym, I see your dad. Oh, right my dad's right there every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, my dad's, my dad kept saying he was going to retire, but well, he yeah, never yeah. retired. He's you still I mean? there. Yeah. He's there every day. I mean, my dad, my dad loves the sport so much he he says boxing and, and the boxing gym is like medicine for him it's like his yeah. medicine yeah. he needs it it's, it's like he's addicted to it he needs to be around boxing he needs to be watching fights i think he's in stockton today for some fights that they got out there in stockton oh, okay. he went with pita or, or chepe one of them because i mean he just loves it so much and and like he grew up admiring and loving boxing so much yeah. and and doing it for so many years He's like, dude, I need it. I, if I, what am I gonna do? Be at home? What am I gonna start now? You know, doing oh, something like I can't do, yeah. think of anything else to do except go to the gym, yeah. watch the fighters, and give some advice, give some guidance. Yeah. You know, he can't physically do the work no more. He's older and gets tired. Yeah. And but you know that 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 up here, the 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 still ticking, still, there. still working. Yeah. yeah, you know that's still there. And like I was telling Robert, when I see your your dad, I I'm like Ben, and I just. <laughs> Mr. Garcia, how you doing? Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I, I get real. That's all respect, you know. Very, all respect. And very love, respect. Boom. My dad's very respected uh, by everybody. Yeah. Um, whenever we go to the gym, and I'll say we, because myself too, when I was there, and my dad was not in the gym. Oh, it was it was it was <laughs> a free day. It was it was break. It was fun. It was yeah. a fun day. Yeah. It's like yeah, everybody's on break. But whenever my dad's there, hey, you're you're here to work. That's you right. know, even if he's not on your ass that moment. But just him in the gym, you know, the, you better the aura as oh, they say. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. energy changes. You yes. better be hitting the bag harder, and and you know, sparring harder, and just same you know, when we were kids around Ben, man. It, when Ben would come in and, and somebody made him upset, oh, <laughs> watch out, man. He <laughs> for be, sure. You know what and, I mean? And see, men, we men, tease each other like <laughs> better you than me, bro. Ben, Ben, and my dad. You know, they they come from that older yeah. school old way of training where it's serious yeah. work you want to play go you know outside, you don't play you know? go to the park go outside yeah. go to the playground but inside of the gym you're here to work yeah and honestly if if you're if you're trying to get ready for a fight if you're if you're going to be training half ass doing it that's dangerous when you go to the fight and as a trainer it's on them it falls on them every time the fighter loses a fight everybody looks at the trainer is a train if the fighter gets tired if the fighter doesn't perform well or doesn't meet yeah. the expectations, everybody looks at the trainer. And it may not be the trainer's fault that the fighter was the one not training hard enough or taking days off or whatever, but it still falls on the trainer. Yeah. So, Ben, like my football. dad, they, you know, they, they the fire coach, the coach. They, they fire the coach. Yeah. You know, so same thing. So that's why my dad's very serious about training. And, hey, it's my responsibility to make sure you're in shape. Yeah. You know, if, if you the fight your ass off, me. you fight hard, and even if we lose, but you fought hard, and okay, we can walk away, you know. Gave it our 100%. You gave it 100%. 100%. Yeah. We knew we gave everything we could. But when you come in there, you know, at 60%, 70%, because it's your fault, no one's going to blame the fighter. They always blame the coach. That's so right. that's, what, that's where Ben and my dad come from. Yeah, yeah. 
So, Mikey, uh, not to get into your personal purse, your wallet, but <laughs> how do you feel about these fighters nowadays blowing their money? Look. I mean, from what I just know of you, yeah, you did well. You Look. you invested. You you looked in well, the future. We 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 did well, and also, like I said, I've, I've had the experience of seeing other fighters. You know, like I said, I, I've been around it for many, many yeah, years. Yeah. So I have a different take on, on, on boxing, um, whereas some of the younger fighters, it's their first time. No one else in their family or close friends have been at, at the level. So when they start making money, I mean, it's it's natural for them to want to spend money, want to go buy the, the fancy stuff. Yeah, and the big cars. And yeah, I mean, it, they, they, they want that, um, and they don't have anybody to guide them or tell them what to do, what not to do. Because yeah. – Honestly, a boxing manager ain't your financial advisor. Exactly. Boxing manager and promoter, they don't care. There ain't no one ever yeah. advising you on what to do with your money or what to buy, what not to buy. They're there to manage your boxing career, not outside of boxing. Yeah. So the way I see it, you know, I grew up watching, observing. I learned from others, um, and that's why I was able to do well with what I made. And um, now... I've always remind all the fighters that my brother has. Yeah, Robert was telling I me remind that you, them. you always I, offer advice. I them. advise them. I guide them as much as I can. Whenever anybody asks a question, I'm there. Um, I brought one of my, my good friends, a financial advisor, a legit financial advisor, mm -hmm. um, to the gym to speak to the kids, speak to the fighters, yeah. offer their, his services, and, you know, if, if they if they don't take advantage of this, I mean, that's their own fault. It, it's, it's almost like on them now. But I, I continue to remind them. I don't, I'm not just showing them. Oh, here, talk to this guy and, and walk away. I continue to remind them. I mean, you know? I remember uh, Zach Zach Badia. Yeah, Zach. I remember he was gonna fight uh, Julio Cesar Chavez. One million dollars yeah. to get him. And uh, I'm just saying in general. I'm sure he's like, wow, a million bucks. This is back in the early '90s. A million oh, yeah. bucks was a million it's, it's, bucks. It's good money. And he got hurt. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? It, I'm sure financially that was hard on him. Look, you know what I mean? When a fighter, when a fighter's making good money, I'm, when I mean good money, I'm talking, you know, a couple hundred thousands and up. Mm. You know, before that, you really don't make a lot of money. You're making, yeah. you know, eight, ten thousand, twelve thousand dollars per fight. You know, or eight, ten rounds. Eventually, you might move up to to a good forty thousand dollar fight. And okay, now now you're starting to see some some money. Yeah, yeah. But that's still not enough to say i'm gonna live you know well carefree. even nowadays you know, a million dollars it's not a lot really don't really. go far but if you're starting to make you know a couple hundred two three hundred thousand dollars per fight even if you're not world champion but you okay you're you're already fighting on those yeah. okay you, the, you so better that, start putting that, some money away invest something you, know? you better start putting some of that away invest it or put it away in in in, in uh robert was saying portfolio. uh uh, uh um, real real estate, real estate is is, is, is it's really good. Probably well, the easiest. It's it's one of the doesn't take a genius exactly. Yeah, yeah. it's one of the easiest, genius. most conservative ways to invest. Long term, you're gonna do fine. You may be able to start some business maybe for the same amount of money and, and, and maybe you, do better. My new but fans, do you know business? Mikey is educated. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah, a little. You bit. You went to went to school. A you little did, bit. Yeah. Um, well, you learn also from 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 everybody around. I've I've yeah. been able to. Uh, so besides being educated in the in the books, you're educated in the guys. Yeah, then, you know? I mean you're you're out yeah, there, yeah. you know, with my experience and also all the people that I've been able to meet and network with and and become friends. And I'm talking people that are very smart in business and, yeah. and you know good entrepreneurs and just I learn from them. You know, I, I learn from everybody. Um, you know, believe it or not, you, you even learn from, from, you know, someone that's not maybe at that level, yeah. but there may be something you learn. So you, you right. always learn from everybody. So I always remind the kids, Hey, 
you know make sure you guys you guys are putting money away if you especially if you're making some of those purses you don't need millions of dollars to say i need to invest you just need a few you know hundreds of you yeah. know thousand dollar start investing right away the sooner you start doing it the better it, it could even be a few thousand dollars yeah you exactly. know that, that you start with you know it could be five thousand dollars but you got to start somewhere you know and and over the time you know if you're making you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars per fight. Start putting five thousand, six thousand, ten thousand away, and just keep building. If your career continues and hopefully it goes, that will add up. Yeah. Great, it's gonna add up. You know, you may end up with a couple hundred thousand dollars of investment. You know, in 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 the portfolio or something, and now you're good. Now yeah. now you got something there. If you're able to buy another house or something, even better. But at least you have something to to that you started that you you begin with. And that's what I've I've told a lot of the guys, and um, like I did that for myself. A lot of people might think you need a lot of money to to start investing, but like I say, you really don't. Something real, real simple. If you say someone made fifty thousand dollars to to invest, you know, or has fifty thousand dollars, took him you know three four years to save up to invest fifty thousand dollars, and he puts it in a in a, in a, an account, CD account or whatever, you know, at at say six percent. That's that's that that'd be great right now because yeah. no one's paying that but let's say that you were able to get that six percent from 50 that's 3500 bucks a year right 30 th- that's three thousand dollars a year six times five is 33 th- so three thousand a year but let's say someone else don't, don't make me take off my shoes and count <laughs> <all this stuff. laughs> okay so that's you know if you're if you're at six percent you know 50 that's three thousand dollars but let's say someone else just decided to save 300 bucks a month yeah just save 300 bucks a month 300 bucks a month at 12 that's that's 3600 that person that saves three hundred bucks mm-hmm. a month more is making more money than and the person that had it, to yeah. that had to save fifty thousand and invest fifty thousand. So like I say, sometimes you don't need a whole lot yeah. to start making some returns. I, I remember uh, when I worked construction, there was a multimillionaire we worked for, and I go, "How would you become a millionaire?" He goes, uh, "This was his quote." He goes, "Watch your pennies, and the dollars will take care of themselves." Yeah, you know what I mean. It just stuck yeah. in my mind. You, it, know? you, you do got to be very, very conservative, yeah. especially like you gotta have the discipline and 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 you know just I don't. It's not necessarily that you're living below your means. It's just that you're being conservative with, with yeah. what you're making. Yeah. When you're making money as a young fighter, a 21 year old, I was I was 20, 21 years old. I was fighting on HBO, making a hundred thousand dollars a fight. That first year, 2010, I think it was 2010, I made three fights at a hundred thousand dollars each, and I was 21 years old. That's three hundred thousand. That's a lot of money for a twenty-one-year-old. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't go buy any of the expensive stuff, any jewelry, any cars. No, what I do, I bought a house. You know, so that's that's the way you you need to think. Now you hear, you hear that, fans? You hear that, fighters? Take it from the main that's, guy. Huh? That's look when at the moment when I was making the the millions during some of those fights. Later, I still wasn't splurging on myself. I kept putting that away, putting it away through real estate. For me, it was real estate. Um, just you know, keep buying and whatever. Yeah. Now that I'm retired, I can enjoy uh, and splurge yeah. a little bit here and there because now I know I got everything else already secured. Everything else is already secured. My kids are secured with college funds, you know, retirement accounts. Yeah. I got a good portfolio with with real estate, you know, rental incomes. I got a couple of things that are continue bringing money every month. Okay, now I know I can spend this amount of money. You know, okay, how much is that? What do I need over here? Okay, boom, 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 and you you put it together. Yeah. And you're like, okay, now I, c- I could go ahead and, and and let's go on that vacation that we wanted, or let's let's go buy that thing that. And, we, and at know, the end of the day, you, you could sit back and say, I, I made this through my fighting. I did. Where some of the some of these fighters, you know what? What do I got to show for it? 
en pobrecitos, en pobrecitos you know, exactly. I, I feel bad from that. You know, they they die poor. Look, most or, most or fighters struggles. You know, most boxing boxing is 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 a very tough sport. Physically, takes a lot from you. Takes a lot of time. It's a lot of wear and tear on your body. You know, a lot of fighters you know leave the sport uh, with 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 health problems, health hey, issues. Hey, let me interrupt you, I mean, Mikey. It's, it's bad. With it's that rough. said, you'd speak very intelligent you, you don't slur mm. when, when did you when did you know that's it well because even <laughs> with the spence fight yeah you could have went back down yeah i could have i could have you know and kept going I, I, you I, were making i mean i could have you fought, were selling out on each i could have continued look it's almost two years since my last fight my last fight was october 16th of 2021 okay so it'll be two years this october i was 33 i'm 35 right now i could continue fighting physically i'm still capable yeah. of doing it um i'm not hurt i was never hurt knocked out bad to where i'm like okay now it's time to hang them up for that reason um i just decided to to hang them up because i didn't feel the drive for it i didn't feel the hunger for it i was not motivated anymore i wanted to get away from boxing and now enjoy some time for myself and my family my kids friends yeah, everybody yeah. around me Um, when I was in boxing, you're 110% dedicated to the sport of boxing. That means you're missing out on holidays. You're missing out on celebrations. You're missing out on birthdays. Miss, I even missed my daughter's birth. You know, uh, I mean, you're missing out on a lot of special occasions, a lot of special events in life because you're so dedicated to the sport. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that allowed me to be so successful in my sport, but it also took away a lot of time, a lot of moments, a lot of memories I could have had that I missed out on. And mm -hmm. so it finally came to where they, you know what, I don't, I don't need to box anymore. I don't care about boxing anymore. Uh, I want to retire and finally start making up for that time that I've lost. Yeah. Enjoy the time. Let's go on trips. Let's go on vacation. Let's spend time together. Let's go here. Let's, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's what caused me to, or at least that's what made me realize and, it's time and, to retire. And to put it in layman's term, again, you have your health, marbles. I'm, you're I'm, healthy. I'm healthy. Look, everybody asks. A lot of people ask me. Why'd you retire? You know, you're so young. Yeah, that's exactly why, because I'm young. Yeah. Why Why retire when I'm already old, beat up, after three or four more losses and getting knocked out, and now I have bad eyesight or bad speech or bad hearing or bad balance or my bones are all hurting, my elbows messed up, my shoulder. Yeah. Why, why do it that, you know, at that point? I'd rather do it right now and walk away. I'm, I'm not hurt. I'm physically 100%. I feel great. Um, I think it was the perfect time for yeah, me. Yeah, perfect timing. Um, I did what I had to do in boxing. It's not like I'm, you're going to see me go back in time when I was 25 and see me perform the way I was at 25, 26, 27, yeah. 28. No, uh, you're yeah, not going to exactly. see that. I'm not going to see that again. You know, so why continue? Do you, do you still watch boxing? Oh, a little bit. I'll be mm -hmm. watching tomorrow's, you know, fights. Um, I watch once in a while. Not, not a whole lot. I don't, I'm not... I'm not one to be watching mm. every single thing. So you don't you don't see training in and you I'll don't stop see, by the gym once in no, a while. No, I'm saying training training in fighters. You oh, don't me? see that in your future? Oh no 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 no. Hey. No. <laughs> Want to also thank our friends at Kelstar Roofing. Kelstar Roofing specializes in residential roofing, installing concrete roofing tiles, and composition asphalt shingles. They have been serving the Inland Empire for over 31 years. Call on Calstar Roofing for all of your roofing needs. Thank our friends at CJ Smiles. CJ Smiles is an organization that supports families dealing with childhood cancer by providing financial support and gifts with the hope of putting a smile to children with fighting cancer. 
CJ Smiles started in memory of CJ Jafossi, who was diagnosed with rhabdomyosarcoma in 2019. CJ loved to laugh, tell jokes, play soccer, and video games. He had the best smile. For two and a half years, he battled cancer with chemotherapy, radiation, multiple procedures, extensive hospital stays, and had relapsed twice. CJ gained his angel wings at the age of 10 years old. This sponsor, when it came in, um, it pulled some heartstrings, I have to admit. I'm an oncology nurse, and um, this one hit home. So again, it pulled my heartstrings, and I really want to thank you guys for your support and what you do to, in the community. I'm not, I'm not, well, as of right now, I, I'm not planning on, on training any fighter, and I do not see myself training fighters. I've always told myself I'm never training fighters. Who knows? Maybe in a few years, things change or something happens where I, I want to teach someone or, or take someone. For example, my son, he seems to like boxing. He's only eight. But he, he likes to box, and he has a little natural... It's in his DNA, bro. Yeah, I mean, so, so really? that's what I'm saying. So yeah. uh, at least for right now, I'm not planning. But who knows? Maybe in a few years, he decides to box. Well, I'll bring him to my brother's gym. I'll take him there to Pita and Robert and let them train him. But of course, I, I'm going to yeah. become my dad, yeah, yeah. where I'm there, I'm watching, I'm observing, and I'm still guiding, still giving tips, you know? So who knows? Maybe I will do it for that reason. But as, as a trainer, like as, as a career... Today, no, no. no. Yeah. I, I do not want that. I know what it takes. I see my brother. Look, he's traveling out in Vegas. Pita's up in Stockton. They always got fights every weekend. They're always out of town. They're they're working. Now, my brother enjoys being a trainer more than he did being a boxer. But I just retired. I don't want to yeah. go back to work. I don't want to have to go and yeah. be responsible and have a commitment and, and really, you know, perform. Yeah. Not right now. So, on another note, um, what do you feel about the the referees in California have any complaints or anything? I mean, what did you? Because uh, lately, even in Nevada and here, they've been some controversial calls. Look, you know, I think I think there's always gonna be controversial decisions and calls when it comes to referees and judges mm -hmm. and, and and all that. Um, I think a referee has a big responsibility to the fighter first, and sometimes the audience and the critics don't understand that thank no you no one man. no one is no one is there i thought it i thought mike you were gonna check me <laughs> over here and, you know what i mean no one has a better seat better eye than, than than you the referee there you are the one that can see the, the opponent's eyes yeah. their body language their noises their they noise, make the when breathing they get the grunting of a punch. So you can tell. The audience can't see that. They don't tell. Not the even ringside. Not even ringside. Not even ringside. So only you. Thank you. So thank you. Man. Sometimes the referee will see things that no one else has seen. I, I got to tell my podcast, Billy, to keep replaying that part. <laughs> clean up for us. It, it's the truth. Yeah, it's the it truth. is. But see, the, the fans don't know that. The critics, the people on TV, the commentators, they don't know that. Um, but the referee does. And sometimes that's why there may be a stoppage that the fans didn't quite agree with. But the referee seen something or seen mm. it in his eyes. Because you, you know it. You see it in their eyes and their body exp expression, their body language. You see it in their face like that. So you may see something that, that's telling you, you yeah, know, it, it, know. The, the end is near. Or, hey, this is time right now. And you may see the other opponent, you know, his eyes and, you know, expression. He's coming. Hey, this, this could be serious danger now. So, hey, yeah. let's, let's put an end to and, it. And, and, you know, Mikey, it's like I, I've actually done, I think, one of your fights back in the day. But uh, Jack Reese and yeah, Tom Jack Taylor, there are there are trainers, and we have this little saying when we give our pre pre uh, pre fight instructions. Mm -hmm. I always tell the fighter, you know what? I'll, I'll take you out to deep water, but I'm not gonna let you drown. Yep. I'd rather you be upset with me tonight 
than your mom hating exactly. me in the morning. Exactly. You know what I mean? Look, we, we feel the same way when it, when it comes to my brother and my dad as trainers to our fighter. If we see that our fighter is yeah. getting hurt and, and there's hardly any chance of us actually winning the fight and, and there's a higher risk of, of our fighter getting hurt, seriously hurt, we're going to stop the fight. Yeah. We'd rather have the fighter mad at us and 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 angry that we stopped the fight and because yeah. the fighter is balls you know yeah, yeah. The fighter wants to fight but we'd rather have him angry at us than have his wife or his kids or his mom his dad you know complaining and crying that you know we got to pick him up because now he's hurt yeah. you know that's not that's not what we're there we're there to win if we have a, a chance to win if we're there you know if we have a, an opportunity to win we're going to continue but if we see that the chances are, are very slim yeah. to none, and and in fact there's a higher risk of getting hurt, we're gonna stop it. Just like 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 you guys, the referees. Like I said, people forget that the referee is there to also protect the fighters. And the you rules. Know, that's it. You gotta be there yeah. to protect the fighters first. You know, and and obviously that the fight. You know, if it's competitive, and okay, you're yeah. there. But when you see something, your responsibility is to protect the fighters. No yeah. one wants to see you know a tragedy. Yes. You know, yes. and and it happens. You know, every year there's one or two deaths in boxing. Why not prevent? If we can prevent it, let's let's prevent that. I think yeah. I think every fighter can 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 agree with that. And with with that said, Mikey, I want to hear from the the one of the best fighters in the world, and I mean that. What do you think of instant replay? Oh. You think it would help the sport any? Now, Look, mind you, we'd I, have to make that decision I've, I've in that, that one minute. I've seen I've seen I've seen some occasions where they've they started kind of trying to implement a little bit of the replay. Yeah. Um I can see that there's got to be some 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 uh, uh ruling or, or some kind of uh I don't know what Yeah, it's not etched it's in not, stone, it's not but etched in stone, right? But I have seen some something like that. Okay, so I first of all, I may think that it could help um for certain moments, for certain okay, for example, a uh, foul, possibly a low blow, maybe okay, maybe you want to, or you know, or the uh, fan, or or the commentator called it a knockdown, knockdown I it called was, it a slip, exactly things like things of that, you know, if if it was a knockdown or not knockdown, okay, you can you can go to that, but I mean, you also are taking time away from the from the from the fight. Yeah. Well, this is why I say, and in detail, in, they in have minute, to make that it minute in that minute break. It has to be in that minute, minute break. break yeah. And when you're talking about a minute break, you're probably talking less than that because you really only got about 50 seconds, yes. if that. Yeah. So yeah, it you, is hard. You, it, it is. It is going to be very hard. Um, I I I don't feel like we need it. I don't feel like we need it. That's just the way we've had the sport of boxing. That's the way it's been. I don't feel we need to change it. And, and on that you know, note, I always say when there's human error, if they call it error, it causes. Good controversy, controversy it, it makes like, for another fight or that's something right, that's i mean right. i i don't i don't see the need for it now could it help yeah it could help like yeah. i said if there's a knockdown or a certain foul or something, maybe maybe the, you, you might be able to you know use it but do we need it i don't think we do yeah. i don't i don't think it's necessary you know it's not something that we need to have if it was that necessary you know we probably would have had it you know 30 years ago i mean it's not like we haven't had cameras recording you know 30 40 years ago so yeah. you could have implemented it since then but i i actually i don't think we need it well with that said mikey um i gotta ask you man this this, this won't be aired until after the fight but i want to hear from you what is your prediction on the crawford spence fight this is a big yeah. fight coming right you fought Spence. Look, it's and now and then you tell me you fought Crawford back in the amateurs. Yeah, I did. I did. So I, you know both their their stilos. I, I know. I know both of them. I I did. Uh, I did fight 
uh, Terrence Crawford and the amateurs back in 06 out in uh, uh, U.S. Championships. What um, weight was that at? 32. 32, 132, okay. 132. Um, back in 06, 132. And this fight's at 147? They're, they're fighting at 147. I fought Arrow. Um, like I said, my last three fights were at welterweight, but yeah, I was walking in 43-44. Um, that's Arrow, after a good meal, huh? <laughs> Arrow Spence is a, a very good fighter, very big fighter, can manage the distance and range and does everything very, very well. Uh, Crawford himself is a very, you know, great fighter. He seems talented. to adapt. He to can adapt and make changes. Yes. I personally feel that Crawford has a slight edge because he can change things on the moment he can fight right-handed he can fight left-handed he can fight on the inside he can fight on the outside or he can actually mm. run around box very well left-handed right-handed he can do a lot of little tricks like that that's why i think he will have the slight edge because he can adapt he can change whereas arrow from recent fights that i've seen and from what i've seen even though he does everything very well he still hasn't really changed his his fights one dimension it's which is pretty simple. I mean, he's 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 very well w when he manages the distance and the range, but that's pretty much all he does. Like, have you ever seen him box no, around, no. circle around, footwork and stuff? And, and just going that. back to your fight, every you time know? he kept trying to get in, he just stepped back just a little. Just, just he knew yeah. not to let you exactly. inside. Exactly. But I've never seen him, you know, do yeah. all these nice little swift tricks and like I have with with Terrence. Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna have to say I give the edge to Terrence. I think he might pull it off. But it's still a very close fight. They're yeah. both at their prime. They're both at the peak of their game. Both undefeated welterweight champs. They both want to be the undisputed welterweight yeah. champion. So I mean, I'm 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 excited for the fight. You know, yeah. I think I think more than anything, everybody in the sport of boxing is excited for this yeah. fight. Um, it took you know a few years for them to finally get it together, but it's here. All right, all right. Well. Before we go, I just want to ask you one last question, and and all I want to say is, who's the best, coolest referee, bro? You are, brother. There it is. The, the interview's over, man. <laughs> but no, I, I just want to thank you, Mikey, man. I really appreciate you. I appreciate your history in sure. the fight game. And hey, fans, check out the YouTube. And when you see Mike check at a fight, highlights. That's right, man. So you want to give a shout out did, to did any you, fans? Did, I remember you telling me that you went fishing. Do you go fishing now? No, no. I, I thought you said Ben, ben Lito asked you to go fishing one time. No. Then he, he asked you, like, hey, do you go fishing, dude? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't remember it. Well, no, nah, I just want to thank, thank everybody for always, you know, supporting and always showing love. Um, you know, I, I hope I gave plenty of, of good memories to all and, you know, good fights that you guys can talk about and remember. And I and, uh, gave it my all. You Are you know? in the Hall of Fame yet? No. It, no oh, come no, on. Not, hey. Not, not, come on, man. Not yet. <laughs> hall of fame come on not man. yet hall of fame let's go let's go Look, it's 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 more for me it's more of what the fans give me that's what i'm saying and i'm sure the know, fans are gonna write in now the, you guys gotta titles, write in the world titles that i earned don't mean anything if i don't have the love and support from the fans and we love you man you know, we, we got you, I, I was able to win uh, fortunate to win five world titles across four divisions competing in five divisions but one titles in four and those titles, like I said, don't mean anything if the fans don't recognize you, don't don't support yeah. you, and don't love you. So everything that I've earned, I, I basically owe it to my fans. And that's why I'm always very grateful to my fans. I give them all the pictures they want, all the time they want, autographs, all that, because I wouldn't be yeah. who I am if it wasn't for them. And that's why I always appreciate and love, and, I mean, I'm always here for them. Well, thank you again, Mikey, for Thanks, coming Ray. on. and. 
Well, well, hey, we'll bring him on again in a few months, man. Yeah. Him, his brother, and, and we'll just have barbershop talk. Bring, bring him back. We'll have my brother and myself, Pita. We'll do yeah, it all Pita, together. That'd be, do a I, little, little conversation. That, from the generations, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be cool. All For right, sure. Mikey. All right. God bless.